0: Hey, this is the Growth Podcast with your hosts Ben and Brendan. This episode we'll be talking about personal knowledge management or what do I do with all these notebooks? I feel like everyone sort of has their own style for how they organize like their notes. For years I just had these notebooks that I would just take a lot of notes in from school and then at the end of the year I would just throw them away. And over the years I sort of transitioned more into doing more digital notes. And then at some point, my friend introduced me to this personal wiki software called TiddlyWiki. I think you had that as well, Brendan, right?
1: Oh yeah, I've tried TiddlyWiki before.
0: I think we wanted something more from it, but TiddlyWiki was just so weird. So basically TiddlyWiki is this software where you have a bunch of separate pages, sort of like Wikipedia, and then they all can connect to each other. And there's some form of templating. It was really confusing. And this is coming from someone who's a software engineer. (laughs) So that didn't last very long. I sort of put a bunch of information in that and then abandoned it. And then my friend introduced me to this text editor called Emacs, and Emacs is something people use to code, but it's also something people use to write, whether it's like essays or books or whatever. Emacs is basically this text editor. If you're on Windows, you might be using Notepad++ or VS Code or Mac OS 10. There's TextMate and Sublime, and Emacs is not too dissimilar from those, but one of the biggest standouts for it is that you can sort of change your environment. So you can sort of like use text files as a way of viewing data, such as the calendar or calculator, it's all basically just buffers as they call them in Emacs. But you can do very like dynamic things. And since you can change the environment in Emacs, you wind up with this very customizable and pluggable sort of software. So Emacs has this major add on called org mode. And org mode, among other things, allows you to have a personal wiki. So that's what I use for a number of years as well. And then my friend, <laughs> it's always. The The same friend (laughs) introduced me to uh, this way of taking notes and keeping track of what you're working on called Para, P-A-R-A. And this is something from uh, Tiago Forte, who is a big productivity notes taking personality online. Mm -hmm. One of the big differentiators about Tiago's approach is that Para forces you to put things further away from the touch points of your day-to-day work that are less important a lot of these ideas actually stem from David Allen, who originally wrote "Getting Things Done." Hmm. Are you familiar with David Allen, or?
1: Yeah, I'm familiar. I haven't read "Getting Things Done," but mm-hmm. I'm pretty familiar with the basic concepts of GTD, like you know the two minute rule and the inbox and all the sort of associated uh, parts of the system.
0: Yeah, I think David Allen in the Getting Things Done book has some diagram that sort of shows like the flow of information to your notes. And mm-hmm. I think that was, what's that phrase? The sale that launched the thousand ships. Is that a phrase? Did I make that up? Anyway, I'm sure David Allen wasn't the first person to think of every single one of these ideas, but I think he was one of the people who popularized a lot of these ideas and gave people a solution that actually helps them organize their tasks and their notes and all these things together. Mm-hmm. So PKM, personal knowledge management, is just the part of it that has to do with how you track all your notes and stuff like that. Whereas a lot of people will offer a full monolithic solution for how to do Tasking how to do projects how to do this and that. Yeah, I'm curious like what your progression has been Brendan Because I feel like we've talked about whatever I'm working on whatever you're working on. I know you've used Workflowy Yeah,
1: I, I did use Workflowy. I can get into a bit of the background. So growing up. I read a lot of books I had this bookshelf in my room And it was full of all these different books and a lot of it was nonfiction books and you know i would i even remember reading like entire almanacs for kids you know they had all these (laughs) all these great details about just like all the areas of knowledge and i was like wow i'm gaining so much knowledge but then i realized that like you know i would learn new instruments i would read new books and then i just realized i would actually completely forget Mm. what i was learning uh (laughs) and so that was really you know no one had ever told like five-year-old me hey Like, you know, there's this spacing effect where if you keep reinforcing something, it'll stay in your memory, but if you don't reinforce it, you'll just lose most of it. Right. That wasn't, like, explicitly conveyed to me, and so I think over the years, it just began realizing, wow, you know, I've been reading all these dozens, maybe even hundreds of books, and, like, not a single one of them is actually sticking, and so that was the initial realization that got me really interested in, in personal knowledge management, because what was the point of hmm. reading all of those books? I mean, of course, you know, I was retaining fragments of knowledge, but I, I didn't really like that that was happening. And so I think that most people's first experience with personal knowledge management is probably in school, right? Because you're taking notes, you're writing reports, you're you're taking information from knowledge sources, and you're aggregating them. Yeah. But while I was in school, I started exploring different systems. I think that TiddlyWiki might have been one of the initial systems that I was exploring. I was Mm. sort of going online, looking at a bunch of these systems. I remember using TiddlyWiki in middle school. I also remember looking into Site which was this kind of a complicated system that used a lot of different things, including a text file for all the digital work you were doing. Mm. Like whenever you did any digital work, the idea was you would keep it in this big text file. And then in the future, I think you would go back. And you would move some of that information into an outlining tool. You know, those were a couple of the systems that I tried in the personal knowledge management space. Mm -hmm. And so I did try a lot of like specialized software and systems. And I don't think a lot of it was necessarily sticking. I think the first one that I used with a significant degree of success might have been Workflowy. That's when I was... Uh, beginning college. So that's probably why you remember me using it, uh, because that was a knowledge management system I was using at that time. And I thought it was really interesting, you know, because it was an infinite outliner.
0: Right. I think Workflowy is actually pretty similar in a lot of ways to the org mode Mm -hmm. in Emacs, the text editor. Have you used Workflowy? I've only dabbled a little bit with it. No, I've never used it for doing anything serious. So Workflowy was working pretty well. I was using it to like store a bunch of like
1: web links, um, you know, thoughts, ideas, And, you know, those are some of the basic functions of a personal knowledge management tool, right? It's like, you know, like, for example, yeah, storing informational resources, some of them even store an entire copy of the informational resource inside the knowledge base itself, for example, Evernote, and it's web clipper. That's a really good example of that, Mm. where it's literally saving a complete copy of the original information source. And I think knowledge management systems sometimes store uh, long form content, like there's, there's different Progression of writing, a progression of your own knowledge, uh, where it might start off in a really short and disorganized format, like maybe just as like bullet points in, let's say, workflowy, uh, which is a sort of a bullet point based outliner, and then you know you might advance that to like paragraphs and and even like fully fleshed out articles that are meant for like private or public release, which sort of represent a significant development of 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 your thinking on on a certain topic and and an aggregation of a lot of your thoughts and a lot of different sources. So. Basically, personal knowledge management tools then an entire range. So Workflow was definitely on sort of the earlier side of that. And then I think the next major system I switched to was Notion, which I believe you introduced me to, Ben. And that was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. That was like a little bit tailored more for like, I would say like, yeah, paragraphs. Like everything was organized in pages that were stored in this in this infinite hierarchy. And so I think it was really interesting using that system. And then what I currently use is this tool called Roam Research, which has recently become extremely popular and that's organizing knowledge in a almost a completely new way, rather than organizing knowledge in a hierarchical manner, like almost all of the previous knowledge management tools. This one is organizing information in a more networked fashion. So you have these notes that are linking to a bunch of other notes. It's kind of like a knowledge web. There's there's not necessarily a central point in the hierarchy. You can just jump into one node and then sort of bounce around from there to to other bits of knowledge.
0: I would actually argue that Rome Research is not actually doing anything crazy new. Mm-hmm. I think one of the big things that Roam Research did right is, is it's really streamlined. I'm sure if you talked to the founders, they'd have a different opinion, but it's amazing how different it feels when it's so fast and all the features that you'd want in like a personal wiki kind of software for note-taking are just part of the primitive set of tools you can use in it. The fundamental things you can do in Roam Research, at least up until now, have basically been what's already available in wiki software. It's just that it's just so trivial to do it, I think, in Rome. I guess one of the cool features they added, which is not very common, or I haven't seen anywhere else, is that you can take individual bullets or like a tree, sort of like a whole hierarchy of of bullets, and then embed that in other content. Mm. I think that's pretty cool. Do you have a specific framework that you're following with it? Or did you just sort of like invent it as you go?
1: I don't I'm not using a particular framework at the moment. I'm basically just making a bunch of notes <laughs> and then like <laughs> sort of haphazardly connecting them with each other and I mean, I think that approach has been working pretty decently so far i might I might mm-hmm. experiment with some additional methods in the future. But right now, I would say one of the problems I was having with personal knowledge management tools is like, I think it was a little bit difficult to like, have myself record everything into them in an organized manner. Because you know, I have this problem with my Apple notes, where I know that there's this folder system in Apple notes, but for some reason, I've just been accumulating 1000s of these of these notes, basically, (laughs) and they're completely unordered. Mm -hmm. And so I have to rely on search to to find any information. And that's like really, really inefficient, things get lost, they're not organized. And what I like about Roam is I think that's just a system that I found that works for me where I can just sort of like, you know, launch Roam immediately on web or mobile. I can just type in a sentence and within that sentence I'm typing, I can instantly tag multiple associated notes or, or concepts. If I type a sentence down, that sentence is sort of like organized by default immediately based on the words that are contained inside the sentence. And I think that feature itself, I have not found in other systems like I have experienced, as you mentioned, like like a wiki, for example, you have a bunch of pages and those pages linked to each other. But I would say it is a little bit uh, higher effort to do that linking like you've got to totally, you know, find, hey, where in this wiki structure should I insert this this bit of knowledge? And I would say, I also use this niche knowledge management software called the brain. This was also back in middle school. And that was also kind of like a networked sort of like graph, like knowledge structure the friction was too high to add information because in order to do the network thought right. system, like I had to put effort into organizing the content. So I think Rome is the first knowledge management system that that I found where it is just really easy for me to add information. And I think that's extremely important. And then maybe if I was going to have a more organized collection of information, I might even have, I'm not sure if this is the most efficient way to do it, but I might even consider having multiple systems where I have Rome. For all of my ideas all of that stuff is just going directly into Rome and then perhaps that will get translated into a more more structured long form content and perhaps that would go into Notion or something.
0: I think you said it right when you, sort of, when you said the structure of it is just sort of emerging as you're doing it or I forget what, what word you said, ad hoc or something or haphazard. Maybe that, was that the word you used? Yeah, haphazard. I think that's actually really a good way to go. I think that is sort of like why this is a sort of a different approach than things that came before it, because it's trivial to create new pages basically as you're editing another page and you don't have to add any content to them but you just sort of have this like reserved spot for when you want Add content if you ever do. Yeah. And they use the same syntax actually that you would use if you were editing
1: Wikipedia or actually using right. MediaWiki, which is just a double brackets. I would say one of the major innovations in in Rome. Uh, well, there are there are a couple of major innovations that make it work really well for me. One of them is unlike a traditional wiki, there's this sort of daily notes page where every day you log into Rome, they have this just empty note waiting for you. Right. And basically, right there, you can just record information directly in it. Whereas in a wiki, you know, you might have to load up the wiki and then create a new page, and then <laughs> you would have to organize that page somewhere. So right, right. that it would it would take who knows. You would have to do at least I don't know how many like seconds or maybe even minutes of like of like thought to decide where that information should go or not even in a wiki just in any knowledge management system you're trying to organize there is that overhead the instant entry right. and then I would say the only reason why that works in Rome is because uh, whenever you link to something when you go to that page it shows you what pages are linking to it and so in that way you can associate one bit of information with all these different pages Whatever content that you're inputting is automatically organized just by linking to other pages. So that if you go to that other page in the future, uh, like let's say you go to the pet page that you link to um, from a note about dogs you write in daily notes in like five seconds, you can go to that pet page in the future and you'll see what you wrote on that day in the past um, about dogs. You'll have the date is there, you know, the fact that it was about dogs is there, the exact content of the thought is there. And so, boom, that information is associated with pet, that information is associated with dog, it's associated with whatever page you link it to, almost instantly. And that speed, I would say, is just
0: unparalleled. Thanks for listening. Brendan and I didn't go into a lot of detail on each tool, so we recommend that you check them out for yourself. In a future episode, we hope to dive into the holy war, that is, note-taking methodologies. The beautiful intro music to this episode was created by Olivia Orlovska. This relaxing melody is by Neighborhood Vandal. Links to both of these songs can be found in the show notes.